Hey Dreamers, welcome to the Dreamers Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pardo, as always, and uh, we're here recording in the studio uh, with me as we've been doing for quite a while now. Uh, <laughs> my Robin uh, to his Howard, uh, Matthew Pirelli. <laughs> I don't know why it's such a... You know what it is? Because your Facebook profile says Matthew. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I've ever called you Matthew in my life. No, I don't think you ever have. No, it's just, you know, Matt's easier, it's quicker, it's more to the point. You know, we're, we're very efficient here on the Journalist Podcast. So we, we, we try to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so this week, uh, coming up later on in the show, I have uh, the awesome and amazing, the incredibly talented Tom Amin, who's been on the show. Uh, I think he's almost at a record-setting amount, aside from you, Matt, and aside from Al Kessel, who does the uh, outros for each episode uh, and and used to do the intros, but I've I've shortened up the intro to to make room for this uh, pre-show that has taken, you know, sometimes takes up to an hour to record. So, um, yeah, Tom Mean has been on the show several times before. I don't know which episode numbers in the past, but if you go to superjoeparter.com and check out uh, the... You know, or check out the search button in the top right hand corner. Click on that, type in Tom, and it's A M E E N. You can go check out all the past episodes of Tom Amin. So stay tuned after the pre show, uh, an awesome catch up interview with the wonderful Tom Amin. Uh, actually, he just had a new album come out is um, called Journey to the Stars. So we, we talked about that, and it's all it's a dedication to Star Wars. So if you love Star Wars, uh, he even got to write his own original uh, song for the album that he, like, if he was writing a Star Wars song, this is his song. So I uh, really love it. Uh, it. It's a great album. You should go check it out on Amazon. Uh, if you're not following me on Facebook, apparently, and I didn't realize this until just this morning, Matt, that I can live stream from my Facebook page. So, uh, you don't have to go to facebook.com slash Pardo Joe. You can just go to facebook.com slash Pardo, P-A-R-D-O, and follow me there because now you'll be able to get these live streams on Monday of the pre the Dreamers Podcast pre-show that comes out on uh, Tuesday, Tuesdays. Yeah, Tuesdays. <sighs> Man, it's a mouthful. Um, so, yeah, par- facebook.com forward slash uh Pardo will get to, you know like that page and you'll get these live streams in your feed which is is awesome I'm always happy uh, to, to have people jump in and we have comments and I try to interact but at the same time it's hard right because like listening to the show as a podcast you can't see the comments so sometimes it's, it's tough to make that that uh, connection there but uh, yeah so Go do that on Mondays. We're, we never. Why are we? We are never on time with this. Uh, not that. Not that we're on time because we don't actually set a time for when we're going to record on Mondays. You know, maybe that's something we should start doing because I feel like uh, these recording sessions are getting later and later. Am, am I mistaken? Because I think last week it was like three thirty. This week it's you know yeah, 4:30. It's four thirty. It's four thirty. Yeah, uh, it was. It was late. Um, I yeah, mean, I would like to. The problem is, is, is on Mondays, like, there's so many things that have to be done. Yeah. Um, you know, I had to go to the post office because I'm still hashtagging, hashtag uh, everything pays rent. And I'm, I'm slowly, it, you know, I need to get more things listed. I still have, like, a ton of stuff to list. But I'm slowly inching my way to that $12,000 number uh, uh-huh. in sales. So we're getting there. Um and and then you know then we have the baby and we have did we get sleep last night and just 
there's just so many things that just you know co- that crop up with the fact that we're not always able to um, get this off like you know oh 8 a.m. on Mondays come check us out or, or 4 p.m. on Mondays come check it's just like you know what whenever it is it is it's the pre-show I, I you know I have loved though Matt not just doing this with you and and not just um, getting to be able to you know give my own thoughts and my own uh, not just input on these interviews, but like coming up with these topics. I, I've really have enjoyed it. I know that the you know I've gotten a lot of great listener feedback from it, and and I really enjoy doing it. But I but the thing I love most is not only just getting it to do it with you in the studio, but getting to do it the day before the episode comes out is really nice because like I can keep up with like because this interview I interview I did with Tom wasn't yesterday right like this was probably like uh i don't know a month or two ago at this point um so so it's it you know it which is great um and i love doing those interviews and, and being able to can them just in case something comes up but uh I, you know to me it's it's awesome just to be here in the studio with you doing this thing how's the experience been for you matt i think it's great i mean it's uh it's interesting for me. I'd never particip- uh, participated in a podcast before, so it's you know definitely been a new experience. And uh, yeah, I guess it's a chance to kind of touch base and find out what's going on with each other. Although we see each other pretty frequently, we're usually so busy <laughs> dealing with you know the here and now. It's and you know and plus we're both always so busy. It's it's so easy get, for things to get kind of get left behind. This is sort of a good way for us to catch up, and you know it's it's informative. For all parties. That is true. Um, you know, Paul in the chat room, and, and Paul has been on the show before, um, back in like episode, um, I don't know, like 16 or something like that. It was a long time ago that Paul was on the, on the show. But he um, he was saying that he, he likes the idea of live li- listener questions, and, and I, I do too. And that's one of the things, like being able to interact. Um, like I said, sometimes some, some things are a little lost in – in translation when you make the jump to the podcast like audio only but um but you can go to youtube.com slash dj rom r-o-m and that's where on youtube i'm you know i have uh i have uh i want to say classified i don't know why category categorized playlisted uh this these live streams so that you can watch them after the fact just in case there's anything that did, that might get lost in translation um the big news for me is uh, that on May 20th, if you haven't heard, the second annual or second annual second anniversary of Dreamers Podcast, the live event. I've talked about this the last several weeks. Um, you know, so last year we raised $600 for Give Kids the World. It's a wonderful organization. Go to GiveKidsTheWorld.org uh, to go find out more information. But basically, they bring kids down that or have life-threatening illnesses, and they 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 come with their families for a whole week and they get to go to Disney and Universal and SeaWorld and they get ice cream for breakfast and it's awesome. And I've said this so many times, but like, I can't harp enough how awesome of an organization it is. Uh, it's very, it's a very great, um, time for the kids to just be kids when they're going through all these doctor visits and all that stuff. So yeah. So if last year we raised $600 in two hours this year, what we want to do is three hours and we're going to try to raise over $1,000. Um, I think that we can do it. We'll be playing games for charity minute to win it games. Uh, we'll be using, utilizing blab.im, which is like blab.com, but blab.im. 
which uses your Twitter handle or your Facebook login to to get in there. So you'll be able to live video chat with us um, and participate in these games. For every game that is accomplished, every person that accomplishes the game, I'm donating ten dollars of my own money to give kids the world just to get you know to get it going. So uh, I, I forget how much I had to donate last year. I was actually surprised at the like how much how little I actually wound up donating because so many other people like donated on top of that to get that 600 number. So, um, so it's, it's really exciting. We're gonna have a lot of fun. I think rich quick is going to be here, uh, in the house performing. I haven't heard from him. So if, if rich quick hears this, you know, come on out. Uh, Paul's saying that last year was a lot of fun. It was, we had a, a really brilliant time. We had this big party at the house. If you haven't watched it, um, I think it's like, dreamerspodcast.com slash one year maybe will work. I'm not sure. Or maybe it's superjoeparter.com slash one year. I'm not really positive, but there is a video of it. It's on YouTube. If you go back through um, youtube.com slash DJROM, you can go and watch the whole video. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun, especially with the with the with the ability for the internet to get involved so easily and for the word to spread. I think I really think that we're going to be able to knock it out of the park and and, and raise a ton of money uh, this year. So are, are you going to be able to be there, Matt? It's a Friday night, starting from it's 7 p.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern. You know, I'm going to give a tentative yes unless something comes up, some kind of family emergency. Yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah, we'd love to have you here in the show. Um, you know, like I said, it'll be one more person in the studio to to play sure. games and and I, you know, take some more take money out of my pocket <laughs> and give it to charity. Um, so really, really looking forward to it. Um, like I said, this year we, we weren't able to have a big party at the house like we did last year. We had pizza, and we had a cake, and all that. But um, with Ava being here, it's it's a little bit difficult to to plan for something like that. But no, nonetheless, we're gonna have an amazing time across the internet raising money. Absolutely cannot wait. Um, so I wanted to say, um, uh, a listener, Sammy wrote to me about, uh, and she mentioned a service called raise.com R A I S E.com. And basically what it seems like to me is there's a way, it's a way for you to buy gift cards for services or things that like, you know, gifts that you would give to people. And I'm looking it up here, uh, right on the front site, the front of the page is the home depot. Lowe's, Macy's, Dell, TJ Maxx, um, and apparently they—they, they, I guess they have their discounted gift cards. Um, I thought that they actually give money to charity on top of that, so I'm not—I'm not sure. But I, th- I thought it was a pretty neat. Um, I thought it was pretty neat. I guess it's—I uh, guess it is just a buy and sell for um, gift cards, like a like a marketplace for gift cards, which is cool, right? Um, if you, let's see, get paid, blah, blah, blah. I could have swore that I saw that there was something, it had something to do with charity, like buying gift cards and then they donate so much of that to charity. So now I'm feeling kind of kind of silly, but either way, it seems like pretty cool because you can get a pretty good discount on, on say, the 5.9%. On this Kohl's, you can save up to 13% on a on a Kohl's gift card. Now, just blame our research department for this misinformation. Oh, wait, that's me. Oh, so... That, thanks, Matt. <laughs> you know what? We're going to fire you. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I, I didn't need this job anyway. I'm sorry this is the way you had to find out, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, it's it's awkward. Or is that what was it that robot from uh, South Park? It's like awkward. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly how it is. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so um, you can check that out. Uh, pretty neat service. Uh, I guess if, also if you had gift cards you were trying to sell, that, that that's a good. It seems like a good way to get rid of them if you have no intention of ever using them. Um, so, oh, this other thing that came up was somebody who was oh, – oh, man, I feel bad now. I can't remember who it was. But somebody I was talking to, uh, they – they were talking to like there's somebody I look up to and they were talking to me about the work that I do and I, I just I just really want to put it out there that how appreciative I am when people take my work seriously right because it's not like traditional work um, it's not necessarily tangible work but but to me it's like it, it just means the world to me when people take it seriously it's because I guess I'm, I guess I feel like in my own mind that there's so many people out there that wouldn't take what I do seriously. Um, and it's, it's actually kind of depressing. (laughs) It's actually kind of depressing for a lot of different reasons, not just to me, but, but like in the world itself, right. That people, uh, wouldn't think enough of people, other people's dreams to, to be like, Oh, that's, that's silly. You know, only thing that matters in this world is money and money. Well, there are a lot of jaded people in the world. I mean, that's, you know, unfortunately the way it is. But you got to think... Uh, that's a nice way of saying hater. I mean, that's 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 nice of you, Matt. Well... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, well, yeah, there's a lot of haters too. But, you know, what's what is, what is it uh, Conor McGregor said? He's like, oh, the haters keep on coming. I just... They're, they're like bricks. I just keep building the wall with them. <laughs> just keep building the wall. Yeah, that's a good analogy for the time. Keep it coming. <laughs> Well, wasn't he the one that got knocked out in like two rounds? I, okay, but yeah, but I mean the guys, every fight up until then, and and there's other, you know, th- there's more to the fight than that. I mean, it's outside of the weight <laughs> class. It was the guy's an amazing fighter. Don't don't. Well, ho- hopefully you know. he can knock out uh, Floyd Mayweather if that if that actually happens, because that that I would be interested in watching. Oh, I yeah, I think we should get some people together. That's gonna be a great fight, but we're getting off topic. That yeah. yeah. So so anyway, the point is is I I just really wanted to put it out there that like I am super appreciative whenever anybody takes my work seriously, regardless of um like who they are, what they do or or how old they are or whatever. Like it it just means a lot to me because I know that what I'm doing means a lot to a lot of people. And it 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 brings like um I don't want to say seriousness to it because we're kinda you know it's it's we're kinda silly here, but it brings like a legitimacy to what what I'm doing, the message that I bring, and and the focus that I uh, and the spotlight that I put on other people that are that are accomplishing these things. That um, so many other people are just like, eh, it's okay. Like I I'm okay with just making a paycheck and just you know going about my life and and you know that's just the way life is supposed to be set up because it's not. It really really isn't. And you only you can make up that decision, right? But it does take like while you should feel good about your decisions and your and the way you want to set your life up, it does take outside influences to like really pump that up, right? It's like it's like taking the tire that's sort of inflated and then like actually pumping it all the way up to get it to get it going. Yeah, I mean, there has to be more to life than just survival than just you know making a buck. And I you know, of course, you know, you can jump in with other topics. There's 
children, there's religion, there's all these other things. But we're, we're talking about just focusing on you. What What is going to make your life better? And, I mean, yeah, you can get by by just, you know, putting in a 9-to-5 daily grind. But I'm sure at some point you had some kind of dreams. You had something that you wanted to do or still want to do. And we're hoping to kind of jumpstart people and say, you know what, it's never too late to pursue your goals or even discover new goals for yourself and just kind of enhance your life. Make, you know, why just... Why live the bare minimum? Or as Joe once said to me, Matt, how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing okay. Just okay? Why aren't you doing great? And at first I was like, what, you know, who you did tell me that? But then I stopped and thought about it. I was like, you know what? Why aren't I doing great? Why am I just doing okay? Like, what could I be doing or what am I not doing? And it really gave me pause and food for thought. And I come back to that area so often. And I'm like, kind of thinking like, eh, I don't know. Things are okay right now, I guess. I'm just kind of like, well, why aren't they better? What am I not doing to enhance myself or, you know, to bring in more people around me, more positive people like yourself, people that have you know, a goal or a vision and not just people that are like, if, you know, if it's not tangible, if I can't see it, taste it, touch or smell, it doesn't exist. It has no, you know, no meaning whatsoever. <laughs> but it seems like, you know, there's a lot of people like that and I, you've dealt with them. We've, you know, we've all dealt with them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, no, I, I appreciate that. And, it, you know, you told me that um, back, like, what was that? Like two, three, actually, no, it was it was cold outside. So, I don't know. When, when were we down in, Vi- in Millville together, like six months ago or something? Uh, th- four months ago, five months ago? Anyway, we, we were out and you were like, oh, you know, I, you know, it re- that really meant something to you. And it's funny because when I said that to you, I... Like I wasn't anywhere near like where I was going or heading or, or any like of what I've accomplished. Right. Like I, that, that all, all that stuff was like, not even a thought to me, but right. it's just like what I had in here, you know, that really, I guess, you know, meant something to you and it, and it should, because we should be great. And, and look, we all have bad days, you know, it happens, uh, but you know. But it, it's the way you said it. Too. It wasn't just like, oh, why aren't you doing great? But um, bump and then move on. Like you actually stopped and paused and stared at me. Like you looked into my soul. Like, hey, I actually expect an answer. I'm not just really. Why aren't you doing great? Like, have you stopped and thought about? It? Like, I really haven't. I, <laughs> like until that moment, I was just, I was just kind of like, you know, skating along, like you know, just, just getting by, really. And uh, it really gave me pause. I was like, you know, there's a lot of things, a lot of little things I could do to turn my life around that I just kind of let fall by the wayside because I get so tunnel-minded on, or, you know, my vision focuses on, like, work, you know, family. And, and all these things are important, too, but at the same time, you have to make... There's always time for yourself, you know? It's right. like, you have a little savings of money, you get a, a little savings of personal time in, in, in your future. Right, right. Well, you know, uh, it's funny, really, to me, because I don't remember doing... Like, even when you had told me about that, like, I guess a, a year or two or three years after it had happened... I don't remember it like at all. And I, I assume I was probably being serious, but I don't know what kind of frame of mind I was in at the time. But I, again, I promise you, cause I think at that point, like it was probably around the early time of you working with me, mm-hmm. like in the office. Uh, you were serious. Happened? It was like a deer in headlights moment. Like, you know, you were just like, sta- huh. like st- literally staring at me. And I'm like, okay, this is now really I, awkward. I, I honestly do not remember this, but uh. I, but, I, but I could, I, I am appreciative that you remember it 
and that it meant it means enough to you to think about it when you are thinking like well is everything all right or or you know what could we be doing better how do we make it great being and um to go along with that right like you know watching a lot of like bar rescue and stuff and, and i'm trying to explain some of these situations to to melissa and it's like everything piles on top of each other and and when you have crushing debt and I, you know i i've seen this firsthand um you know when you when you have that 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 crushing weight of something on top of you it's really hard to like focus on anything else Right. So it's easier to like, especially in the case of bar rescue, like these, these owners end up drinking and they end up just kind of like letting it all go. And, but we do that in our own lives, you know, like whether it's a weight problem, well, it's, you know, yeah, we do, but then we end up just eating more because it's like, well, what are you going to do? Like, Oh, there's always tomorrow. or Oh, there's, there's something else. But, but there really isn't like, we don't know that they're, you know, and it's so cliche to say, Oh, well, you don't know tomorrow's a promise to no one. Like, yeah, you're right. Tomorrow probably will happen for like most knock on wood. It'll probably happen for most of us, but uh, it it doesn't mean that it's going to be the way we want it to. Um, and that's really becoming you know becoming their own like master of your own universe and and really like you know externalizing and that's like probably not even the right word externalizing what's in like the, like the fire that that's inside of us to be like okay well. We can keep it all inside of us. We can let it eat away at us and, and it will, it will, you know, those things will eat away at you very, very quickly. And, you know, there's problems of like weight or, or debt or anything that's like, so then we just start to shut down. Then everything else starts becoming a problem, right? Like things that weren't a problem before become a problem. Like, Oh, the laundry didn't get done. Well, everything else is wrong. So why not just accept that bare minimum? Why not just accept that? Okay. Instead of, like, let's make it great. Yeah, and because and, all these things you're describing can lead to depression. And, and once you know, you've hit that level, it is like a crushing weight where just you know everything just seems completely hopeless. And it, it could be financial, it could be a body image issue, it could be uh, it could be romance. I mean, it, there's any of those things for one person might be just like, eh, I could stand to lose you know ten twenty pounds, but for somebody else, it's like I need to lose forty sixty pounds to feel good about myself. So I feel like I have some kind of self worth. It's a whole different story for You're that. You're climbing one. a whole different mountain, man. Like, you know, <laughs> and, you know, I'm of the mind that, hey, if something's wrong, you know, you got to get some gumption, go in, take care of things. But at the same time, I'm sympathetic to people who are in a situation where it, you just feel overwhelmed. You know, it, it, it's very difficult once you've hit that point to really pick yourself up again and feel like, hey, you know what, I'm worth investing in, uh, time into myself, investing effort in myself to to be this better person and not... Letting, and there will be failures. <laughs> let, we'll call them setbacks. Not letting these setbacks just say, you know what? I'm never going to lose the weight. I'm never going to get out of debt. I'm never going to find that perfect someone. And then just just giving up on yourself. And, and that's really the worst thing that can happen. I, I've had it happen with family members. I've had it happen with friends. And it's it's hard to watch. But at the same time, you know, if you see it happen to somebody, it's important for you to you know make the extra effort and step in and say, well, not only is it important to work on your dreams, but maybe you can – contribute something to somebody else i don't like to give other people advice even though i guess i'm doing that right now yeah well but, advice in which you've experienced right and that, exactly if you could say hey you know i went through something similar or you know here's how i dealt with it found a hobby joined a, a meetup group just, whatever there's a counter to everything and right. it's, it's important to always know that uh you know there's support out there no matter what you're going through 
believe me, somebody else has gone through the same thing. And That's, but don't let true. don't ever let anyone tell you, oh well, you know, at least you can do this or at least you can do that. You know, you shouldn't feel sorry for yourself. It's okay to feel like crap. <laughs> Just <laughs> as long as you can pick yourself up the next day and you know, yeah, get back you don't want to make it into like the into a habit or to a routine. You know, yeah. you don't want it to be a routine. Um, because... so I apologize. I don't mean to come off preachy, but that's no. Well, Hey, you know, on this show, we we're all about trying to raise people up and, and bring them to the next level that, um, that they can, um, I'm sorry. We're just being joined by Ava here. Um, who doesn't not look very happy at the moment. Yeah, again, so, I mean, you're kind of going from two extremes. You're going from, hey, things are going okay, but they could be better, to, like, hey, things are horrible. And so, in both cases, you can you can still either reinvigorate your dreams, rekindle that desire for a, a better life for yourself, or even just say, you know what? Things are at a right, uh, 9 right now, but they could be an 11. If I just took the time to, like, lay out a couple of simple goals for myself, attainable goals, and that's that's the other thing, too, is, like, you want to say, all right, I, you know, uh, <laughs> I need to make fifty thousand dollars in three weeks. Well, let's let's start small. Well, you know? yeah, well, yeah. There's um, there was uh, there's a question that people are like, well, Matt, what if I had to tell you know, what if you had to make a uh, hundred dollars today? Could you mm-hmm. do it? Yes, if I absolutely had to. There's it. It really depends on how much you're willing to give up in that case. Because while ideally you don't want to have to sacrifice too much to reach your goals. You are going to have to give some things up. Now, again, it could be, and I'm not saying settling, but I'm saying that you're going to have to give away some things like, Oh, Hey, I need a hundred dollars today. I had to sell some items that I want to hold on to. Okay. Well, all right. Like outside of that, okay. Outside of selling your own personal items, like could you make a hundred dollars today? Yeah, I'd have to, if you had to get creative, I had to go around and, well, within 24 hours, I guess the first thing I would do is hit up like a Craigslist or similar sites and look for any, any quick jobs. I need somebody to help me with this or I need, I'll give somebody 20 bucks to do that. Outside of selling things. Um, well, no, you could sell things, but it would be mm-hmm. something that you like, not just your own personal items. Like, right. And, and this is really like an exercise. I forget. Um, I forget who it was that was on my show that asked me that question Mm -hmm. and and just to give you an example my first um you know answer to that was like oh well i would go into the city uh, or i would first i would get a bunch of fruit and Mm -hmm. you know i'd buy a bunch of fruit and then i'd go into the city and sell that fruit and make money you know supply and demand and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and um that's what i would that that would be what i would do but then he was like okay well what what if you need to make a thousand dollars now what if you need to make ten thousand dollars in a day like what would you what what would you do? Like yeah, we we'll point out, like point. it's tough, right? Yeah, no, that's, I mean that's quite a bit of money to make in one day, especially if you haven't planned for it. Um, right, and especially in twenty four hours, and yeah. if you're only by yourself. Right. But his whole point was that he was pointing out that like, well, I would create like um an info info um like an info product based mm-hmm. on whatever I'm an expert at or whatever I have like a ton of experience at. I would create a webinar, promote that webinar, and then go and sell people on that info product. Like that was the whole point. Like, you know, what if you had to make a million dollars in one day? Could you do it? And then, but the, but the whole point is like, it's all pie in the sky so that like, well, you could take part of what you would do and then actually go and do it. Kind of like the whole mm-hmm. question of like, well, if money didn't matter, what would you go and do? Yeah. What would you do? Oh, then <laughs> the possibilities are endless at that point. I mean, there, God, there's so many things to like see and do in the world. Well, true. But like, besides sightseeing all the time Mm -hmm. 
I guess, well, even then, that could be a job, right? Be a tour guide. Yeah. Or, or uh, like, a travel guide or, or a or, nanny to somebody who travels all around the world. You know, or teach, uh, teach a language in a foreign country. Yeah, yeah so it, it, you're right. The, po- the possibilities are endless. Um, but, yeah. So it's it, – I, I think that uh, – what was the original topic that was – well, the original topic was how much I appreciate that people <laughs> – when people take my work seriously, especially people that I look up to. Um, cause it's, you know, it mean it just means a lot to me, uh, not to get and get like super off topic, but, but we did tackle quite a bit there. Cause actually one of the things I wanted to talk about was procrastination, but, um, we'll save that because I, I think we, we started to get down that path. <laughs> I want to talk about procrastination, just not right now. We'll, we'll get to that, you know, tomorrow or next year. Um, well, you know, Matt, I don't think I got to tell you. Um, over the over the like, last week, I was looking up articles. I was looking for an article that somebody had written about my grandfather back in like 2002 or three or something like that mm. uh, in the truck parts industry. And I, this might surprise. I know this is probably going to surprise you. So I was looking on the, the the industry's like truck parts magazine, right? It's truckpartsandservice.com. dot com. I did a search for my last name just to see, like, hey, what would come up, right? Well, what I didn't, what I didn't expect, because um, I was looking for that one article, I didn't find that article actually. It might, maybe it was from a different um, publication. I'm not sure. But what I wanted to talk about was how you're never missed until you're gone. And in that, there's an article in there that they wrote about their top ten articles from 2015. Well. Turns out that my family's company being sold to the giant billion-dollar conglomerate uh, in the truck parts industry uh, made the number three overall clicked-on news for the year. That's incredible. It, yeah, it, it is. Um, and number one was actually – so they do like a industry week down in, in Vegas called like – heavy duty aftermarket weekend or aftermarket weekend or something like that. And that was number one. But the thing was, that was a, uh, the, uh, the collective clicks of all of the articles from HDAW week. And the second article was about one of the truck manufacturers coming out with a new truck. So basically we were the number two most clicked article. And actually I think if I remember correctly, and I have Ava in my arm here, so it's a little hard to navigate, but I think actually that the number two was a collective uh, clicks on a bunch of different articles as well. Uh, oh no, no, it wasn't. It was about Kenworth winning, uh, who made they're a truck manufacturer um, winning an honor. Uh, yeah, winning, winning, winning an honor of you know it was the commercial truck of the year. So, so yeah, basically we were the number two clicked on article, uh, for the whole year, you know, for the whole year, that single article about the company being sold. Anyway, my point to that is outside of like, Hey, that's pretty cool. Right. Cause there's plenty of other articles and things that happened through 2015 that didn't make their most clicked articles or more, most read articles. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's tough to, um, you know, it's tough to see how high up you are, right? Until you you're off that mountain. And uh, for me, like I when I left, right? Like uh, you know, 
it did, it didn't seem like I was high up on a on a from a scale of money perspective, right? It didn't seem like I was on a hundred million dollar mountain because I was too close to the situation. And when I came down off that mountain, uh, I turned around and said, "Whoa." I, uh, I didn't realize that, uh, you know, that, that sales mountain was so incredibly large. And, and I think to myself, like, now, I'm like, well, not that, not that I, I, again, I really don't care about money, but um, I don't know that I would ever need to make that many, that much money in sales, like, you know, to be at a $100 million company. Because to me... If I'm doing most of the work and keeping most of the money, I don't need that much money, right? Like, I don't need to make that much in sales because I'm the one keeping the majority of it anyway. So it's like, oh, well, if I make $1 million, and and like my um, friend uh, Lee Cockrell said, you know, I only need to make a $1 million if I'm keeping 90% of it. You know, I don't need to make $10 million and keep you know, one percent or 10% of that (laughs) instead, because I had to pay out so much money to so many people to get all these different jobs done. So that's to me is like, that's the, that's the thing. It's, you know, you don't realize like how high up you are, like even in your own business, even in your own like today, right? How many people look up to what you're doing um, or look at you as, as like a thought leader until you're, well, in this case, gone because uh, the company, you know, that part of the company was sold. But it, it's it's just to me, it's just incredible. Um, and and I, you know, I, I think that the moral there is like to not take things for granted. I mean, not that I was taking it for granted, but I guess in a lot of ways I was, even though I wasn't intentionally going out of my way to be like ignorant to the fact that. Um, we were very fortunate to, to be, you know, to have a company that was so doing so well and, and so uh, highly regarded. Well, I mean, it's incredibly easy to take things for granted. I'm, I'd say we all do to some degree. And, yeah, it's, it's certainly eye-opening to get an uh, outside perspective on things. Or in this case, you know, once you had removed yourself from the uh, the business part of the, situ- of the uh, environment, it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like kind of looking back at a mountain and – uh it does take on a whole new, uh, whole new meaning, whole new uh, perspective. Uh, excuse me, really, and even you know, sort of uh, enhances your appreciation for just how much work went into building that company. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. like I said, to wind up as number three on that list, I wouldn't have thought that. But then again, you know, I was only one one cog in the machine, and you know, even in my case, there's a lot I didn't you know see what uh, you know wasn't aware of what was going on. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough to uh it's tough to imagine. I mean I remember being at like our our shows. Mm-hmm. We do like an annual like um thank you to the to the customer show and where we get between 800 and 1000 people and remember talking to some of these guys from these other like from the manufacturers, the reps and stuff like that and they'd be like I don't think you realize like how amazing of an operation that you guys have and that you're putting on um, because you're just too close to see it. And you also don't go to a lot of, the, or you, you know, you don't go to your competitor shows and stuff <laughs> like that. And I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. I, I don't go to my competitor shows. Um, so I, I, I really don't know. 
and and I guess in in that way we you know we we take it for granted that things um, this is just the way things are and the way things are going to be and we're going to be and continue to be and uh, it's only you know a matter of time I guess before you come down at some point you come off that mountain and you realize like whoa I didn't realize I was so high up. But, you know, in business, it it seems to me that it's critical to know what your competition is doing. I mean, because, sure, you know, you're you're putting out a good product, you get a great work ethic, you got great people and all these other things. But if somebody else is being more innovative, if they're getting better deals, I mean, if you're in your own little bubble, you know, it's only a matter of time before you just come along and just, you know, pop it for you. Well, of course. And again, with the the show, it's like, uh, you know... I wasn't going to their shows. We knew what was up with them. I mean, obviously, we would talk to manufacturers and stuff like that. But, I mean, honestly, that was a... But I'm saying, like, but to see it for yourself. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, you, Joe Part, have to go there right, in disguise right. and the hat on, but, you know... And a, and a big mustache. <laughs> but just, you know, to get a better... Yeah, because, you know, they would say those type of things, but what meaning does it have to you? Like, what what's the context? I They've been to both shows. They would know. But, again... I'm still getting somebody else's opinion. It's all coming to me secondhand. It's right. like I've actually seen it for myself. Well, what is so different about our, our show? Like, why you guys, why do you keep bringing it up? Like, what could we be doing that's so much better than everybody else? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think a lot of it had to do with the scale and, and uh, the you know, the food. The food selection was, uh, uh, you know, second to none. Um and just the amount, like the amount of vendors that we had show up, and the amount of people that we'd have show up, versus a lot of these, like a lot of these, these uh, our competitors would have these vendor nights, or you know, or these shows where like nobody would show up, or basically they would have them at their store, and that's great. It's almost like an open house. That's awesome. But the thing is, is nobody was coming because of that. They were coming because they were there to shop. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not like people are going out of their way to show up at a, um, at a venue that's offsite from your operation, uh, for, you know, dinner and, and drinks and that was everything we had, you know, the open bar. So, um, and that was my grandfather that, that put that, that on. And he was the, you know, the one that was really the driving force for that to get started. I have, in fact, I have pictures. In fact, uh, speaking of which I, I want to start releasing some of those pictures like on Facebook and stuff. Um, for like Throwback Thursdays, is it Throwback? Is it still Throwback Thursdays? TBT? It's still a thing. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know if it was Flashback Fridays or I know um, Tosh Point oh was trying. Daniel Tosh was trying to get TBT, which was <laughs> Throwback Tuesdays, uh, to be a thing. Well, that's just crazy. Yeah, of course. I mean, come never, on. You can never throw back on a Tuesday. But um, let's try and keep things grounded a little bit in reality around here. Right? Let's come on. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so I guess I like the, one of the last things maybe, uh, real quick, so your, your grandfather also had a lot of interesting sayings and not, oh, inter- yeah. well, again, he was a very motivated man. I mean, I just looked at everything he built and, uh, he learned a lot. I remember one thing he said to me and I, I hope I'm not misquoting him here, but he, it was something to the effect of a hard deal is a bad deal. And he wasn't talking about business when he told me. <laughs> and he was absolutely right. There's certain things where you sometimes learn the hard way that if you're just banging your head against the wall over and over again, you got to stop and think, should I be banging my head against the wall or should I maybe be walking around the wall and trying to find a different path to get to what I want? Yeah. So, 
Yeah, so yeah. so that that, that had it. Um, well, it's it's actually in my book, Thirty One Life Changing Concepts. Mm-hmm. But it it was uh, passed down from from not just my grandfather, but my great grandfather uh, as well. And because a lot of times, if it is hard to make something work, it maybe it's not worth it. And you have to constantly be reevaluating that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you have to think outside the box, or just be at least open to the fact that. Maybe the way you've been doing things isn't working for a reason. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the problem is we get too close to a situation. And exactly. It's, it's hard to see, you know, uh, the trees of the forest or whatever. Forest or trees. And it can be hard to take advice from somebody else that's outside the situation. It's like, why are you doing it that way for? Like, why aren't you doing this? Oh, my, my way or the highway. Or I've always, or better yet, I've always done it this way. Why would I do it any way else? You know, I don't trust your newfangled theories. Get out of here. Yeah, well, there's was a lot that, of that going on. Well, my grandfather was the one that had the uh, the hat that said, I'm the boss, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. No, I, I, um, he, he definitely, you know, taught taught a lot. Uh, a lot of what I know and, and you know, as, as yeah. well as my dad and my, my great-grandfather passing stuff down. So, um, it, you know, you do need to uh, constantly be reevaluating whether or not something is working, and if it's working, is it working the best it possibly could? And that that's um, really something that, like, with with like my business um, consulting, like, and and even when before I left my you know the company, um, was like, okay, just because we've been doing something for so long and it works doesn't mean that it's necessarily the most the most efficient way to do it because technology changes. Um, you know, use changes and then you don't always see the things that fall through the cracks. Like, do you have a process for things that, that don't have a process? Like, how do you handle those things? Or even just, you know, doing things better. Like one example I remember at the time was like, Oh, Walmart, they have like a, there's an RFID tag that is attached to their packages. You roll through the warehouse gate. It scans everything immediately into inventory. Nobody has to take it apart. Nobody's counting anything. Like, bam, it's done. That's some science fiction there. I was like, it's mind blowing. Like <laughs> it eliminates so much trouble. Just you know, trying to sit there and like, oh, this guy miscountered. You know, this guy like. But again, it's it's little things, and well, unfortunately, not, we're so many years later, and RFID tags on everything is still not really a reality just yet. And, but, and this was like ten years ago mm-hmm. at this point that I was like, oh my god, like RFID tags. Like we're just gonna be able to roll things in and. When Walmart takes it over, well, that, that means that everybody's or, going to have you know, access Amazon, to it. I mean, Amazon, you know, this is all the new thing they're doing right now where it's for uh, certain areas. If you're an Amazon Prime member, they have two-hour or even an hour shipping mm-hmm. on certain items, which to me is mind-blowing. I mean, it's going to get to the point where you don't have to leave the house. <laughs> well, actually, uh, was it Mike was just texting me yesterday about Amazon Fresh being available in our area. Uh, really? $300 a year. I didn't even think to look in this area. I just you, you have figured... access to 15,000 mostly locally sourced wow. produce and, and uh, like you know stuff that you would get at like the ShopRite or the uh, local supermarket. Mm-hmm. So, which, which $300 sounds like a lot, but we're, are, they're charging about $16 per shipment now from shop, like our local supermarket. Right. So when it actually comes out to be way less cheaper when you go to Amazon and chances are Amazon's probably cheaper in general, like on their prices. So almost always. Yeah. Yeah. And you get the first month for free. So hmm. we haven't done it yet. Um, we'll see what happens, but it's, a, it's kind of scary. Cause like, Man, I hope ShopRite can, can compete because, 
like I still like to have a store. But they're, they're, if they're I just... can get something within two to three hours sent to my house, regardless, <laughs> like especially once drones come into the picture, like come on, that is a tough thing. Yeah, I mean, you want to support the local community. Well, you want to support the local community by supporting the local businesses. But on the other hand, it's you know convenience. Yeah, where do you is. draw that line? That's that's a, that's a personal decision. But it, uh, it's definitely tough. I mean, I, I try to spread it around a little bit to keep yeah. those stores, or you know, gives them business. No, because we know people that own local businesses, yeah, and, and yeah. you know, it, it's you want to support them, but at the same time, it's like, oh, but the prices online are so much cheaper. But it's it's partly a guilt thing, and partly like, hey, you know what? If this guy can't cut it, and I I know he's a hard worker. This place is going to sit here and rot for the next ten years, <laughs> and and well, we see we've seen yeah. that you know we have buildings around us that are yeah still empty, uh year or or empty for so long that they just end up getting torn down and mm-hmm. then rebuilt like something totally new on top of it, which isn't any better because they sat empty for so long in the first place. <laughs> That's how you wound up with you know something else on top of it. Um. But speaking of businesses and local businesses, uh, I, I, uh, yeah, so I, I admitted something over, over the weekend on Facebook about the fact that I uh, tear up and or cry while watching shows about failing businesses. And the reason is because I am so passionate about business in general. Like, you know, seeing places be successful and, and all that, especially, you know, smaller business because, you know, we all know that the big guys – well, businesses are designed to, to make money, right? Like they they're not they're not people. They they don't have feelings. They only have feelings when money isn't there and and all that. But aside from big business, you know, I, I really like to see uh, small businesses succeed, especially if there's small things like we talked about earlier. It's the small things that you can do to make those things a reality um, and make everything work, you know, better. And, and be more efficient, not just efficient, but cost less, you know, a lot of times, and, and, uh, you know, honestly, you know, Matt, you know, and I think I've mentioned this on, on last week's episode, that my third book is going to be about processes and how to maximize your bottom line, because a lot of people are just like, Oh, I'll just sell more. Well, guess what? I was just watching a whole documentary on a little company called Tower Records and how the rise and fall of Tower Records happened. And guess what? It was their bottom line that suffered because the sales stalled because, well, for a lot of different reasons, but you know, in the, in the early 2000s sales stalled and all of a sudden it was, we got to basically liquefy everything we possibly can to keep the company going. But truth be known, they knew that there was no, there was no company going forward. They basically, the banks were like, no, you need to bring in this person. They're going to restructure your company. And they, they know that they're there to basically just wipe the company out. Um, including the fact that, uh, did you know Tower Records still exists? I didn't know that, no. In Japan, there's like 86 Tower Records across the entire, uh, across the entire, uh, the country of Japan. You know, somebody was telling me the other day that, uh, Blockbuster apparently still has some retail stores open, and which... I heard about that. Um, I forget where, I see it on like a blog or something, like somebody was taking pictures of a Blockbuster that still exists. I kind of want to walk in one, just to, you know, get hit with the popcorn smell, and just, you know, it's like a time machine back to the 90s. Well, I wonder if it's, it's it might be it's privately owned, and somebody just bought the name, like, or just mm. was like, well, if nobody owns the name anyway, like, no one's going to sue me for using the name Blockbuster. You know, it, it's got national recognition with nobody behind it that yeah. that can do anything about it. Um, no, I, you know, 
look, things things change, right? Like we were just talking about, like possibility of drones, and Amazon now has produce, and and they can deliver the same day, okay. and things change. It just goes like you see. I mean, sales alone will not save your business, and I think Blockbuster is a great example of that. I mean, everybody knew Blockbuster, and and then suddenly, poof. Well, yeah. I mean, it was a long road to poof. A long, long road. I know. I'm... So, you know, coincidentally, the guy who created Blockbuster uh, also was in the trash industry, which uh, we, you know, I knew quite a bit about because of the fact that, um, you know, we're, we were in the heavy duty trucking industry slash trash business and all that. So uh, I didn't, per- you know, I'm, I'm, I didn't personally know him. He's a very rich individual, but, uh, but it just goes to show you that diversifying is one of those things that you can do to make uh you know to to increase your bottom line and increase your chances of survival because everything changes no matter how much conservatives would like things to not change things change like technology changes people change habits change trends change everything changes all the time all the time like like every you know day things change heck trending on facebook changes you yeah. know like next week your name could be steve i mean things yeah, change yeah there you go my name could be steve next week um so so yeah so my, the point the point of the book is is to to help people fig, you know figure out that like you can't just sell your way out of every problem and yes you can but the, at a certain point like your your sales will plateau and if your business isn't optimized to run on the most um, like the the least amount of money the best most efficient processes the best you know uh technology for the dollar right because there's way like there's ways to repurpose technology that's free out there. You don't have to like be like, oh, I got to invest like $100,000 or $75,000 in this computer system. Like there's free ways out there. There's free programs out there. Are they the best and most um, efficient ones? Not necessarily, but that depends on your business. It depends on your use case. It depends on a lot of different things that maybe you could get started using. And when you prove the concept of like, well, we weren't using a computer at all. Now we're using a computer. This isn't like, well, I, I made this 40 or $50,000 investment. Hope it works out because we weren't using computers before. Now we're using computers, but we had no ba- nothing to base on whether or not like people would actually go about using it, especially if you have employees, right? Cause employees, especially ones that have been there forever, can be really slow to want to change and and to to see the light of what you know the change can bring very reluctant yes and and but the thing is is you can work people over if you um you know by doing it slowly like i've learned this firsthand like i (laughs) was in screaming matches and and it was not great it was not good for me it was not good for the employees um but I learned a lot from it. And I think that in some ways, actually, I, I know for a fact that quite a few of them learned a lot because after the company was sold, things changed an awful lot. Like it took what I had already put in place and took it to the extreme. And it made people even less happy than like they felt like I, what I was giving them was was a lot of leniency to a program now that had zero leniency. Um which you know, which I know, I knew that going into the going into it, you know, that I knew that I was giving leniency to to the employees to do what it is that they wanted to do, but you know, at, at a certain point, you you uh, when they when you make that that transition to a billion dollar company, you know, like oh now you're in a billion dollar fold, 
there's no leniency because sure. it just is what it is. Um, it's policy, and policies people don't want to bend. You know, rules can be you know are made to be broken. You know, you can bend rules, you can bend rules, you can break rules, but there has to be rules, right? Um, you can make exception to rules, but po- when it's policy, people don't like to make exception to policy. People don't like to make the bend policy because it's policy so that you have a bad guy to point at and say that's the reason I can't do this. Like right. in Tony Montana's case, I mean, there's yeah, the bad guy. Like I said, there, there has to be something where you can say, okay, the buck stops here. This is the bottom line. If we break every other rule, we still can't, you know, make an exception for this. It's like at some point you got to draw that line, and and that's difficult because you don't want to alienate your employees. But at the same time, I think if you can find a way to show them how changes will benefit them, it'll sort of ease the transition. Such so as saying, hey. Uh, today we're doing everything on the typewriter. We're going to throw out all the computers. We're going to break out typewriters. What the, you know, but if you can give some kind of reasonable explanation for that, Hey, the typewriters will save money in electric bills. I can give everybody a 20% raise at the end of the year. Oh, okay. Let's break out the ink. You know, it's, yeah, I think you're going to need a little more, uh, influencing than that. Well, yeah. Okay. But <laughs> or better reasoning than that, but you know, it's, it's, um, it's things like that, though, right? That the, the, the general idea of what you're saying definitely mm-hmm. falls into line. Like you have sure. to be able to give the benefits and and uh, make sure that the benefits really work for them and get in the trenches with those employees so they see that you're not just like passing along these you know rules that absolutely like okay now you need to submit your TPS reports three ways instead of two and it's like well wait why? Yeah, I mean if your employees can see that, okay. He's done my job, or at the very least, he, he or she understands my job. They'll have more respect for you, and then if they have more respect for you, they're more willing to listen to what you want to—not not so much what you want to do, but how you want things done. It's like, oh, you know, I've seen him, you know, do all this stuff, and he knows how I do my job. So maybe you know, he's got some ideas I should listen to him instead of like, I'm just going to keep doing it the way I'm doing it until they finally, you know, well, force I've been doing it this way for 20 years. So why would I want to change? Right. I know, I know the best way, but the thing is, is you don't necessarily know the best way because you don't necessarily know all the technologies. You don't know how the software works. Like there's so many things that you don't know. That's why you have to be willing and open right. to learning. And you might, you know, might not agree. You might find better, you know, the, the way I always say is that the old way is the foundation for the new way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you were doing stuff on paper, but now that paper has been digitized, but that did that digitization makes it so you could search for it in like a second. That's a huge impact. You know, that can save tons of time flipping through notebooks. Right. That can save money by not buying notebooks. That can save all these things like can add up to be huge changes. And that's, you know, it's not always easy, but that's why I want to write this book. But um, we really got off the topic of why I cry when watching sh- 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 shows about failing businesses. But you know, that's something to get upset about, especially if you're if you can't get your employees on the other uh, same boat as you, and then you know it's just going to lead to all kinds of problems. I mean, okay, yes, I accept the fact that you have a way that works. You've been doing it for twenty years. Yes, as long as you'll accept the fact that I have a way that you can do this better more efficiently I, I, there's got to be some kind of happy medium we can meet at yes and and you know you don't always have to go uh and, and that was the other thing I, a big thing i learned was you know you don't always have to go uh, at 100 miles an hour right. with changes like you know ease in the changes show you know show the changes that that you know let them work over time um though sometimes we 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 get panicked when we're like hey we have this great away it's going to save so much money it's going to do all this awesome stuff um 
let's just do it tomorrow. You know, that's a lot. You're asking a lot of people. And even people that, that maybe necessarily didn't um, work there forever. Maybe, but maybe they're a little bit older and they didn't come from a place that had computers. Or they didn't come from a place that had this specific system that you're working with. You know, it, you, you might be asking a lot of those employees to, like, all of a sudden it's a big change all at once. Like, right. turning it up over the course of a year. You know, going and showing, like, a roadmap. You know, getting people comfortable with this idea. Like, okay, we're going to do this. And then in two months we're going to do this. And then a month later we're going to do this. And then four months later we're going to do this. And it's like you go in the process of the stages. And you break it down for them so that they can understand it. Because a lot of times these small changes that are, up to, like, uh, uh, like high-level, up like, small changes – are big changes for the for like when you get down like in the lower tiers of of a, of a business. Um, like one example would be like, oh well, it shouldn't be any problems for you to type all of these things into the computer um, and also keep a written record of them. So now you're writing on what you were doing before and everything was okay that way, uh, but now you're going to type them and write them. Things were just okay. Why weren't they great? Well, they weren't great because we were spending a lot of money on paper pens. Uh, a lot of time trying to figure out, like, find these paper, find this paper afterwards. When we have employees that we need to plug in from other locations, they have no idea what's going on. Uh, they can't just at the click of a button see everything that was ordered or, or what's going on. Like, you know, get a pulse yeah. for what's going on. So there's a lot of room for improvement. It's not just one thing. And there's all these little things that make up the machine, all these little parts. And it just, you know, it takes somebody to take a little bit of initiative and have a little imagination say, you know what? I had an idea. How can we implement this? How can we improve things here, which improves things for everybody, not just for myself, but for my entire company. And, you know, as long as it trickles down, everybody's happy. Yeah. So the, I mean, the, the other thing, you know, with the whole, like, you know, failing business is, um, you know, it's, it, there's the family aspect, you know, there's always a family that's impacted, especially when it's smaller businesses, um, there's always and or employees, you know, employee families that are affected, communities that are affected by not by having an empty store front in their you know in their area. Uh, there, there's there's so many things that just makes me so upset and so frustrated to uh, to watch these things because it's like to me it's like oh well let like let's let's dive in and make these you know make these changes and really do the research and figure out what's the best way to go about fixing these problems rather than just um, ignoring them until it's no longer ignorable, you know, which is tough. Um, so yeah, so it definitely pulls on my heartstrings because uh, I, I, I really am passionate about helping people, you know, make the most out of their business and helping communities make the most out of the businesses that they have in their uh, which is funny that I, I live in a town that um, is so small business unfriendly because uh, <laughs> we have so few small businesses in our town or businesses in general in our town uh, that it, it's funny that I would live in a town like that. Oh, man, that's something that needs to be looked into is why do we have so few small businesses? Oh, that's a that's a whole can of worms, man. I, I know. I know. But I'm just saying, like, again, I, so I, I've been down that road already with. Somebody needs to ask the question, or oh no no, it's been asked. <laughs> it was it's very clear why that is the case, unfortunately. But um, that you know, my my town's problems aren't aren't something that we necessarily need to you know die. No, and I don't expect you to, but just as an example. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah. So we're at like an hour now. So I I think we should wrap this up. I'll push. We'll push procrastination off to the next one. 
Uh, to yeah, the yeah, we'll get around to it. <laughs> Whenever we get around to talking about procrastination. Though there is an episode about um, dealing with procrastination. I think it was with Steve Warley. Um, I forget what episode number it is, but or Stephen Warley, S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Um, if I had two hands, I would definitely Google it, but I unfortunately have uh, Ava has been sleeping um, right here. Oh, I thought that was like the start of a quote. If I had two hands and then some... <laughs> if I had two... <laughs> some it's a, a pretty depressing quote. Uh, some kind of uplifting statement. Out. It's like, oh, I never thought about it that way. And then Start out depressing, go go to the uplifting. Well, I have two hands. I, <laughs> I didn't realize I could use both at the same time. <laughs> well, wait till she figures that out. Yeah, right. Um... Yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll push that stuff off till uh, till next week. I had uh, I did have one other thing, but because uh, you and I actually let, let's talk about that last thing real quick. So uh, last week we were talking, and you were talking about like why you work so hard at work, mm-hmm. right? And I said, well, Matt, if you feel that way, if you feel like you know I'm working so hard, and why doesn't anybody else work so hard, um, or to the level that I feel that I am? Why don't we? Why 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 aren't you just working for yourself then? Why don't we why don't we turn that that passion for doing the job doing the job as fast as quick and quickly and as efficiently as possible as, as best as I can into this is my business this is my passion and I'm I'm taking it to the next level. Oh, because it comes back to what we were talking about. You know the difference between just towing the line, just kind of a you know going along with the status quo. And taking a little bit of initiative and some risk, and actually applying that to better myself. You're, you're shortening your rope there. <laughs> well, and and <laughs> because you're right. I mean, you know, you're absolutely right. There's no reason. I mean, yeah, exactly. Why why complain if you're not willing to do something about it, right? Because I like to hear myself talk. Well, you, you <laughs> do. I mean, you are doing something about it. You're you're still. Continuing, right. you're not you're not buying into. I've the, taken. Well, I could do the mediocre. I could do the average and and just be average, and that's okay. But the first step is to admit that we've had we have a problem, or we have something that could be improved on, which could. So, and then from there, it's just a matter of like, well, okay, what kind of business would I run? I mean, there's all these little things to be worked out detail wise. But again, I don't have any argument or disagreement for why I couldn't just go do things myself because I have a strong work ethic. And if I feel that it's not being appreciated or I'm not getting, um, you know, rewarded either in praise or financially or a combination of the two, why not just take it and move it somewhere else? If I'm going to be working that hard anyway, why not just work for myself? All right. I mean, is that? Yeah. No, much? you are. You are answering your, you know, um, hopefully you'll, uh, you'll feel that way at some point and want to take it to the next level. You know, it's it's kind of like going back to what we were talking about earlier. I think there's just a certain point where, and not so much with a job. I, I guess a job could happen too, but you got to hit rock bottom before you really realize, you know what? Man, things were this bad, and I just it's finally gotten to the point where I just snapped and said, you know what? Time for a change. Well, hopefully you're not flipping the desk over <laughs> at that point when you snap. Well, no, I just I might like tip over a stapler or something, but. Uh, that's about as far as I go. I mean, shuffle a couple of papers angrily. <laughs> uh, yeah, shuffle, shuffle. Yeah, that that's going to get somebody's attention. <laughs> Matt, I hear you shuffling papers over there. What? Yeah, keep it down. <laughs> Are you trying to step out of line? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I, 
you know, I don't, I don't know what to add to that because that, that was uh, a lot of, you know, what we were saying. Well, we had a mirror. I have a mirror in, in our living room, and I, and I told you to turn around and take a look in that mirror. You did. And, and I don't remember what it is I specifically told you to do. Well, oh, no, here you go. Look in the mirror and ask why you're working harder than anybody else and not working for yourself. And I did, and you know what? My reflection had nothing to say. Oh, I was waiting for no, no. But I mean, like, you know, I was like, I asked myself that question, and you know, I'm waiting for the uh, because, and there was nothing because there is no good reason, there is no, you know, excuse. I mean, like, like people like to use the excuse, oh, well, it's secure, and it's like, well, not if you're working contract work because nothing is promised. Security is a big thing, but you know, security is also a blanket that line is carried around. At some point, you just gotta. Get to leave it behind or throw it in the wash, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, no, there's a lot to be said for security. And especially if you're in a situation that, need, that, that for the time being requires it. But, you know, you could walk in tomorrow and be laid off. You could walk right. in tomorrow and be fired because somebody didn't like you. And why, you know, be in that position? Because you always want to be. Because you shuffled your papers a little too right. loudly, Matt. Well, because you know, well, two things. One, you want to be, you always want to be two steps ahead. Like the best time to look for another job is why you have a job. That's well, of course, you know, and starting two, a business while you have another job. challenging yourself. I mean, uh, going out and, and starting your own business. I think, I think that's very challenging and it's not easy. Uh, <laughs> it's certainly not easy, but if it was easy, everyone would do it. I that's think it's all the more important to, to do it and not just that, but anything challenging. I mean, you should really, I think I hate this come off to preach you, uh, but just challenging yourself. And I mean, just going out and doing anything that is outside your comfort zone is so rewarding. I mean, just any, any, any little thing. you got to start somewhere. But you're never going to grow as a person. You're never going to improve as a person if you're just sitting there in your own little safe space and you never – you just got to poke a toe in the water occasionally and stir up and see what, see what bites. Well, it doesn't hurt to try something, especially while you have a job that can uh, you know, afford you the ability and the time to, to do it. Though, like I said, it, it's tough um, if you – really need that time to uh, unwind and recoup for the next time you go into work. Hey, worst case scenario, they hire me back as a consultant for more pay. <laughs> so. Is that, well, yeah. What was yeah. it? That, that was on uh, Adam Ruins Everything. Like, yeah. they just hire people as consultants because it's either, well, they they could pay you more, but they don't have to pay you insurance. No, I've, I've seen it happen. You know, people have left and all of a sudden they're, you're back again? Oh, yeah. So, well, you're not working for your company, but, uh, you know, I'm uh, do my own thing now i'm a consultant like holy cow and you're getting paid this much to do even less it's and that's something i should learn from instead of instead of disparaging it i should actually take something away from that take advantage of the situation right. <laughs> is basically what you mean so just rolling my eyes and you know shuffling papers but, uh... yeah stop shuffling the paper so loudly <laughs> i think you need to be a little louder than that if you expect <laughs> anybody to hear you you need to get mad you need to be angry about it and not just angry at, at, at other people or angry at the companies in which you work for, but, but angry at yourself. Cause like, this is, you know, this is your life. They're not in charge of your life. Right. I, I mean, mean, for 40 I, hours a week, they are. But... Ultimately I'm the source of all my own problems. You know, uh, there's outside influences, but I'm the one that's not creating solutions to problems. You know, I can't expect somebody else to step in and, and fix it for me. So again, it just comes down to motivation and desire to, yeah, put a little effort in to things. Be great instead of just okay. Exactly, and that brings us back to our earlier conversation. Boom. All right. Well, let's let's put procrastination off till next week. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> after that you could just attach the mic, drop it. We were 
You know, stick a fork in it. Yeah. We're done for the week. Well, it's been it's been over an hour, so I, I you know, so I do have the interview with uh, Tom and Mean coming up after the jump here. Um, really great guy. Have have had him on the show a couple times uh, to talk about top different topics as well as interview him. Uh, I got to meet him back in September, which was awesome. Got to have uh, dinner. I think it was dinner with him at uh, oh, what's that place called? Earl of Sandwich in Disneyland. You know, happiest place on earth. Um, it's, it, it you know, he's a great guy. You gotta, you gotta make sure you guys stick around and listen to that. Uh, don't forget May 20th, May 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern. We're raising money for Give Kids World for the two year anniversary of this show. I also think that, uh, I'm going to be putting out a sale for both of my books. Um, signed copies mailed by me to you, uh, for less money than you can buy them on Amazon. So that's that's a pretty good deal. You know, what? I'm going to jump on that because even though I have copies of both, I cannot resist sale. So if you put it on <laughs> <Dude>. sale, <laughs> you know, and knowing that for so long, I, and knowing, uh, you know, if you know what Steam is, uh, the, it, it, it's a it's like iTunes for video games. Uh, he, he cannot resist a good sale. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait two, three years. But <laughs> once it gets to seventy-five percent off, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, these won't be seventy-five percent off. Well, but they'll be signed copies mailed by me, and I'm sure I'll have something that I can throw in there as a bonus mm-hmm. uh, for buying, you know, buying and supporting the book and uh, books as as well. Also, oh, speaking of books, um, I actually had to order a bunch of books because mm. I found out that the conference that I'm speaking at in New Jersey on June twelfth, the, the uh Kittypreneur Expo, is going to have over five hundred attendees oh, at it. Nice. Yeah. That's it's crazy. So uh really looking forward to that. And I'm also I think I have a couple other things to announce um next week uh that I'll be I'll be doing recording a live episode. Uh, I think on not this week, but the week after or something like that, um, live from a conference that's happening here in South Jersey. So really looking forward to that. Um, I'll actually be working like a quote unquote red carpet with the mic and, uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. So I'll have recordings from that and, uh, we can talk about that a little bit. And yeah, so the other thing was, do, 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 do. Matt, I really appreciate you coming on and being uh, my co-host here. Joe, as always, I appreciate having me on the show. You are quite welcome. And uh, Ava is here. She Her mouth is hanging open and just staring off in the space because she's way tired and she needs to just close her eyes. We've given her a lot to think about. Yeah, she has. She's, she's blown away with all the information. Maybe too much. Uh, you know, if you if you love the show, um, you know, feel free. I've had a couple people reach out to me, and uh, I really, really appreciate that. So, you know, if you have any, any questions or any way I can help you or your business or uh, just help you, like, find some find a path, right, like for what you're looking to do, uh, just reach out to me at joe at superjoepardo.com. And, uh, you know, I always try to get back within 24 hours to any emails that I get. Uh, it's tough, you know, with this little girl here. Um, but I do I do my best. And please do. And, you know, Joe is a great guy. He has a lot to talk about. And he's not afraid to speak his mind. So <laughs> if there's a problem, he's going to give you an answer and he won't sugarcoat it. So, And that's... Honestly, the best kind of advice is honest advice, and that's very hard to get, especially from somebody that's too close to the situation that's going to tell you, well, you know, no, it's like, look, 
here's why you're wrong. Here's how you can improve things. If you don't like it, get the heck out of here. <laughs> well, may, may not I like think I'm a little nicer than that. Man. I know I've done things a little that, bit nicer that are a little bit meaner than that. But, but... The, the point is, you'll you'll go to the, <laughs> you'll, you'll go as far as needed to see that something happens. And I, you know, sometimes people need a little you know a little kick to to get moving. I I appreciate that, Matt. And uh, yeah, definitely, I love helping people. With, you know, using my experience to uh, to be able to help you get through or figure out a path for your future and where you want to head. So, you know, if you just want to have a conversation, that's fine. I mean, I do offer services, but I like, like I'm not even worried about that. Like if you know, I, the way I see it, Matt, is if people uh, resonate enough with what I'm saying and how I'm going about it, then they'll want me to go and do the research with them and walk that path to, uh, to, to whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish. So that's, that's, that's what it is. I, I love to have conversations with people and, and meeting people. And that's really the best reward that I can get. Um, but it, it, you know, when it comes to actually getting paid for this stuff, it's only if you wanted me to help do the research and, and walk you through the process and accountability. So, sure. um, yeah, so I, I absolutely love doing it. I love doing research and it's, it's fun. Uh, but you know, even more so than that, meeting people. So yeah, feel free to reach out Joe at super And, uh, so just hit me up. Let me know what's up. <sighs> okay. Uh, stay tuned for my interview with Tom and me. Joe, I have a challenge for you. What, what's that, Matt? I want you to give me a way to support the dreamers podcast. That's not only easy, but it's not going to cost me any money. Buy stuff on Amazon. Really? Yes, go to superjoepardo.com forward slash Amazon. Update your bookmark for Amazon to that link, superjoepardo.com forward slash, forward slash Amazon. Every time you make a purchase, I get money. Joe, in the time it took you to describe that, I've already done it, and I'm a slow typer. You know what? Why don't you go buy some uh, Mavis Typing Tutor on Amazon using the superjoepardo.com forward slash Amazon and help contribute to Dreamers Podcast. It'll be here in two days. Thanks, Amazon Prime. Hey Dreamers, today I'm talking with Tom Amin, and I love having Tom on the show. Uh, he's been on the show, I think, and I should have looked this up prior to having him on the show, but I think you've been on, this is like your fourth episode? I think it's my third or fourth time. Third or fourth, show. yeah, 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 because I know you were on for at least one uh, Latter-day episode back when I was doing those. Oh, yeah. At least one, but I, I feel like it was two, but I, I could be mistaken. So it's your third or fourth time. Uh <laughs> And he's he's here because he has released his fifteenth album. Admittedly, he didn't not know that. He he thought it was thirteen or fourteen, and here he is sitting at fifteen. And it's Journey to the Stars, which is um all uh, Star Wars music. Thanks for having me on, Joe. It's always so fun to be on your podcast. You know, I actually a lot of people don't know this, but most of the podcasts that I'm on, I actually listen to them. So I download them every week and listen to them, and I listen to yours all the time. And I just I love the interviews. Your guests are very inspiring, and it just it's really good to be back here. Oh well, thank you. It's it's good to have you back. Well, thanks so much. It's good to have you back on here, and uh, you know I I I really appreciate you listening. I know that I, I try really hard to bring as many awesome guests as I possibly can, and as much. Uh, insight as I possibly can. In fact, re- just recently started doing those monologues. I don't know if you have you gotten a chance to listen to those. I don't think I've listened to those yet. No. Oh, okay. So like the first two weeks was uh, what was it? This 
or first three weeks actually. So so February as of February 9th was the third episode in a row where I did an opening monologue. Though the admittedly uh, the second and third one were not monologues because I actually had a guest. My one of my brothers was here in the studio with me, and it was nice to to vibe off them. And and I, I can't wait to hear what you you think of that uh, last week, specifically last week's episode and this up or this week's episode as well. I'll definitely check them out for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, so let's let's. What have you been up to uh, outside of? I mean, obviously you have a new album. We're going to talk about that. But what have you been up to outside of putting out Journey to the Stars? You know, I've tried. I've been up to a lot lately. Actually, the Journey to the Stars was released back in December, and I actually did a kickoff concert to help promote it at, um, at a restaurant a lounge called Botello's in Studio City, California, which is where I play the piano four times a week. But they have a really nice a jazz performance lounge upstairs and people buy tickets, you know, it's like a dinner theater kind of thing. So I did a nice kickoff concert for star Wars where I highlighted a lot of the music and all that good stuff. And it went, it went really well. And I really liked performing at this venue. So I'm, I'm actually in the process of planning another concert, uh, probably in March or April, I'm thinking. So I'm starting that. i also want to do, I'm ready to do another album and I actually put out a tweet and Facebook post a couple of weeks ago asking people. I have three ideas in mind, so I kind of want to get people's opinions and have them vote on what they would like me to do next. Because I would like to either do more another Disney album, but this time do the Disney songbook. So like, uh, you know, songs from the movies and, and, and that kind of stuff. Or I would like to do a Broadway-themed album or like a movie-themed album. Like one of those kind of things. It's a... Uh, so I'm trying to get people's opinions on what they think I should do. Or but the, the, the big one, though, was a like, um, video game album, like a video game music. I think that would be really fun. <laughs> like the old video game stuff as well, like include Mario Brothers and like all those old kind of uh, themes, but rearrange them for piano. I think it'd be kind of interesting. I think it would be a huge hit. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, I think that there's a huge market for that kind of stuff. I don't know if you've listened to any... Um... OC remix. Oh, I don't think I have. You should you should check that out because it's a okay. whole community of um, musicians and artists that um, remix remix old like eight bit video game music. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specifically, I mean, my favorite one that I've ever listened to was uh, the the was the, the balance between uh, light and dark. It was it was for oh. the Final Fantasy series. For yeah, specifically yeah, yeah. for Final Fantasy VI. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll have to send you the link to that afterwards. But yeah, I, I know you. I think you would really, really appreciate what they did there. And it was two albums, or th- actually, it was three CDs or four. C- I think it was like four oh, CDs wow. long. Yeah, they they went all out for that because that game is such a has such a rich history and oh, and, yes. and amazing. So uh, there's there's so much good music in video games that I don't know if people realize. There's you know because well now there's like uh, movie scores that are scoring them, like Hans Zimmer's done stuff for them. Like there's actual movie people that write the music are writing the scores for these video games now. And yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's definitely taking on a life of its own. Uh, I mean, with the amount of money that's in the video game industry, it, it you know yes. it, it tends to make sense. Yeah, exactly. So that's those are kind of my options. So I'm just trying to see what people what the vibe is, what people would really get into, and. And so that's kind of what I'm working on for the the near future. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that tweet, um, and or actually on fa- I saw it on Facebook. 
And uh, yeah, I, I didn't know if you had made your decision yet about what you were going to do because Melissa, my wife, still really wants that Christmas album. Yes, I know. That's one <laughs> album. I want to do that, Joe. I've got to do – I've had that from several people saying, do you have a, a Christmas album? I said, no, I've never done one. I think that would be kind of fun to do as well. But I could do that. I could do that in conjunction with another one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I could yeah. do that. I think you could because, I mean, most of the, you probably most know most of the songs like yeah. already. And and yeah. just to put them your your own spin on them would be uh, probably not that hard. It'd be kind of fun, and I love Christmas music, so it would be so much fun for me to do. Uh, and that's a project that I could focus on in, you know, like in June or July. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. Yeah, you don't wait. Don't wait till Christmas. <laughs> oh no, 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 you can't. I know. <laughs> Most holiday stuff is done in June. <laughs> When it's uh, 95 degrees outside and you're inside recording like White Christmas, it's kind of weird. And you try, <laughs> yeah, trying to uh, get in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Tom, why don't you tell us uh, more about Journey to the Stars? Well, I wanted to do – I've always wanted to do a Star Wars album because I've been a huge Star Wars fan. I, I, of course, like with millions of other people, I grew up with the movies in the 70s. I was eight years old when I saw the original Star Wars with my family and I was blown away and just, you know, I collected the figures as a kid. I had the Millennium Falcon. I even had the um, ice, like the Hoth ice planet little play kid. And I mean, I was just, I was into it big time. Uh, and I, of course, love the John Williams music. So I always wanted to try to do a Star Wars album with just solo piano because I know that music would lend itself really nicely to piano because John Williams themes are so thematic and they're so like rich with uh, the melodies are really rich and deep and very flowy flowing. And I figured that would sound really good on piano. So I just always wanted to do it. And so I finally decided to do it last fall and I'm so glad. I, I think it turned out really well. Uh, so I covered most of the main themes from the first three movies. I did include uh, the Darth Maul song, um, the uh, duel of the fates which i absolutely love yeah that yeah that's a good song and i wanted that was a challenge for me to see can i do this on a piano because you, you know the real song has like the score uh the strings are going like 16th notes and eighth like all the way through which is kind of hard to do on a piano when you're trying to do chords and other melodies so i, I think i figured out a good way to do that so i put that on and then i'm really proud that i wrote an original song for this album and it's the title song of the album, Journey to the Stars. That's the original piece. And it's kind of like my contribution to the whole Star Wars uh, world. Because a lot of people don't know, uh, I do write my own music. I write all my own music for the other albums. So I really wanted to put an original song on here to kind of give my you know, two cents to say, look, this is a theme. If I was writing Star Wars, I would write this theme. And, da, da, da. and I'm really proud of it. I think it turned out pretty good. I, I I bet it has, and uh, I will be listening to it later today. Actually, awesome, awesome. Um, so what, like, so has your your jeans, your your jeans, your jeans, your dreams <laughs> changed <laughs> changed much since you were last on the show? Which, um, actually, I was well, so I was just thinking, I should probably look up to see when's the last time you were on the show. Which, I think it was like late two thousand fourteen. I think you're right. I think it was late that that year. Um, a lot, you know, there have been some things that have changed. I'm, I'm trying to dream bigger now because I've noticed a lot of your uh, guests that you have on the show really challenge people to dream and dream big. And that's something 
I think for a lot of us is hard at times to do because you naturally, I don't know, I'm more pessimistic in nature anyway. You know, I'm just kind of the glass half empty guy. And, and I know a lot of people are glass half full, which I love. So I'm trying to be more like that. But with that mentality comes the chance to really dream big and say, look, like one of my big dreams, and I think I might have told you this before, is to get my Disney music into the theme parks because it would just be a perfect fit to sell at the theme parks because it's all the theme park music on solo piano. So I recently had this idea, you know, let's try to push for this. You know, this is one of the big dreams that I've always wanted. So I'm actually going to be contacting Disney this week and trying to set up a meeting again where I can go in and uh, kind of pitch the idea and give them the CDs and say that this is something that really needs to be in the parks. Can we make this happen? So that's like the, that's the big dream I'm going for like short term within the next few weeks. Cause I really want to do that. Uh, and that would be a dream come true for me. A big one to say, I have music in the Disney parks would be crazy. You know, <laughs> it'd be insane for me, but yeah, that's, that's a big, that's a big goal of mine. Uh, and you know, Disney, it's hard to get in. It's not the easiest thing, but I'm going to, I'm going to pursue it. I've been inspired. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And I, I, um, really hope that you, you are able to make that happen. And if you don't give it six months and try again, you know, right. Exactly. Uh, don't, don't back down. Actually, I was just looking that up. And the last time you were on the show was February 20th, 2015. And you okay. actually have been on the show. This is your fourth time. Uh-huh. All right. Yes, because nice. because that was uh, in February back in 2015 was a uh, follow up episode. We did one uh, Latter Day episode back in October, and then okay. you were originally on the show in 2014, July 8th. Which man, time flies! Wow, it time goes so fast, doesn't it? It, it really does, and I oh. think I think having this catalog of uh, back episodes to look back is it, almost like a like a journal for not just for my guests but for myself as well. It's right. like, geez, we're we're gonna be at two years of 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 that already. Like, I mean, it's already almost the middle of February. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so amazing. I know. I know. It is. It is. Um, That's why it's good to dream and dream big because you know time goes so fast. It's another thing I'm realizing. Uh, the older I get, is what am I waiting for? You know, like what's grab today is the day. You know, carpe diem. Remember that sees the day. It's seems like you know what am I really waiting for? Not like tomorrow or the next day, or I'll do it this week, you know, et cetera. Uh, no, I'm kind of getting into that mentality. Let's try today. You know, what's the worst that can happen? The only, the worst that can happen is someone can say no. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's the worst. But persistence is great, and perseverance, and um, I think it pays off in the end. So I've I've really been inspired by your podcast, Joe. All the the people are they're really cool to listen to these people. Well, I, very inspiring. Thank you, and I, I'm I'm inspired just to get to talk to people like you, uh, <laughs> doing doing you know in most cases way cooler things than what I'm doing. So <laughs> oh come on now, you're doing a pretty cool thing. You've built this, you know, the Dreamers podcast has really taken off. It's you know you've done a lot of good stuff. Well, thank you. I, I try. I'm trying, but it's it's tough when I talk to people that are like doing all kinds of crazy things all around the world, and I'm yeah. just here in Jersey. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's one step at a time, you know. It's one one thing at a time. But that's, I, that's I know true. a lot of people that I'm sure are benefiting from the work you do because it's it's very inspiring. So you're helping a lot of people. Aw, well, I I hope so, and I, I'm trying every every day, and that's that you know one of the reasons why for me I have to go and step forward and, and, and push myself to do 
things sure. that like I didn't know that I could do before. <laughs> sure. Exactly. It's that safety, it's that comfort zone thing. And that's another thing that I'm, I'm really trying to challenge myself on because like, for example, when I did the, I've done two concerts so far at Vitello's upstairs in the lounge. And what I decided to do was sing at the concerts as well. So I play and sing. And a lot of people don't know that I sing. I used to sing a lot, but I mainly consider myself just a piano guy that sings, you know, but see, people seem to really like my voice. And when I sing, I, I try to, you know, just make it as presentable as I can, but people seem to really enjoy it. So when I'm upstairs at the jazz lounge, I actually do some singing. And that was a huge leap from my comfort zone because I know at the piano, I, I'm confident enough where I know I can do the job, you know, like I've been trained as a pianist. That's basically what I do. And I know I can do it, but singing opens up a whole new world for me. Cause I'm not a trained singer. You know, I, I just open my mouth and sing. I mean, I can keep it. I, I can, I'm glad that I can keep the tone and all that kind of stuff. And it sounds pretty good, but I'm not a trained singer. You know, that's not what I've been trained to do. So that was a huge jump out of my comfort zone, but I'm really glad I did it because now like the second concert I sang this third concert that I'm planning, I'm going to plan on singing again and people seem to really like it. And had I not done it the first time, like I would have never known. So would you, would, I, I mean, I know you're on like a, like a little microphone and all, but would you, <laughs> would you care a little sing of something right now? Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I have these bad allergies right now because these Santa Ana winds. So I, uh, I know. Oh, I know. I feel so bad. It's like 80 some degrees there right now. I know. Can you believe about, it's no, like it's going to be 35 here. <laughs> 50 degree difference. It's crazy. I know. It's it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> but yeah, so I do sing up there. I do sing upstairs and it's a lot of fun. When I did the Disney show, I did a lot of um, I sang a lot of songs that I sang from Disney as a kid. Like I did the Freaky Friday theme song. I'd like to be you for a day from the original Freaky Friday. I did. I sang Candle on the Water from Pete's Dragon. Like all these really cool songs that that I loved. It was a lot of fun. Uh, really cool. I'm sure it was. Uh, now, with the, the you didn't sing for the Star Wars uh, concert, did you? Well, I did because what I did was I made it a movie night. It was like a focus on Star Wars, but it was a let's go to the movies kind of night. Mm. Uh, so kind of like during to the stars. So I did Star Wars stuff, but I also did like uh, like other instrumentals like Back to the Future. I did Jurassic Park. I did E.T. But then I sang songs from movies that I loved. Like I did uh, Hello again from The Jazz Singer. Mm. And I also sang uh, – what was the other song? I sang – you're going to laugh, but when I was a kid, I was in love with the Benji movies. That was like the set of uh, movies about a dog in the 70s. And like the dog – helps rescue like kidnap kids and i loved this dog but it had a great song called i feel love it was like the main theme of the movie so i sang that and uh, i sang white christmas because it was christmas time so i did like that kind of stuff oh wow all right well that's cool very cool it was I, fun. yeah i mean i i just wasn't sure because i, I don't think there's like <laughs> much words to most of the star wars songs <laughs> no not not unless you're gonna sing that darth maul song but the you need a choir thing. yeah you yeah. a choir to do that <laughs> so yeah tom has there been any new roblox for you in the last year you know there has been several um i think well first living in california it's it's very expensive out here and pursuing your dream which is great uh but you still need to pay bills you know what i mean you still need to have money to pay rent and pay the bills and feed my cat <laughs> you know all that <clears throat> all that good stuff so 
I'm always in the struggle of pursuing the bigger stuff, but also pursuing things that I can do uh, to get money to live, like playing at a restaurant, you know, playing at uh, private events and weddings and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of hustle a lot to try to get more income coming in just to pay bills so I can pursue the bigger stuff. So one of the roadblocks for me is just having, you know, trying to find enough work to be able to pay bills. Um, and I do, I mean, I do okay. I mean, trust me, I'm not rolling in money at all, anything like that, but I do enough work. I can pay my rent, you know, I can pay my car payment <laughs> and I can, you know, go pursue the dream. So I would say that's probably my biggest roadblock um, right now is just that, that struggle. But, you know, it's, it's not like it's a depressing struggle. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like a, okay, what can I do today to make this better? You know, I've got a, it's a challenging struggle, I think. Um, but that's, I, I would consider that a roadblock for me because at times it can kind of get you down and you just have to fight to stay positive and be like, you know what? So many people go through this. There are so many people that are struggling with things in their life. Um, I'm no different, you know, and I'm just trying to pursue this dream out here. Um, so I think that's a big, that's probably my biggest roadblock right now. I'm very fortunate that I, I live in a great city where there's so much opportunity. Uh, and that's why I moved out to California. So that's the plus side of the struggle is that I'm living in a great, you know, town where there's so much work that you, if you can find it, it's great to have, you know? So I don't know. Does that answer the question? I'm kind of been, I don't That was a big mumbling, like thought process, <laughs> but <laughs> no, it, it does. I mean, I, it, it, bills are very real. Um, you know, the cost of, uh, you know, uh, of living is not free you know freedom isn't free for sure right so So true you you know you have to do and i I know you you do do other things other than just play music too but you have been fortunate to not i don't think at least that i know of have to have like a full-time job no i used to have that i did and then i quit to pursue the dream more full-time but I, i right now i've been very fortunate where i do not have to have a full-time job because I also do like as a side job we've talked about this before but I do some dog walking and dog sitting and mm-hmm. you know if people are on my Facebook they can see like I post pictures of the, the pups and everything and it's a lot of fun for me it's an enjoyable like part-time job for me so I really enjoy that but yeah I do other things to, to try to bring money in uh, as well yeah and and that's important though because you're you know dog walking or, or dog sitting is not like a, a full-time thing where you can do it you can make some money at it you can kind of do it uh you know on your terms rather than you know uh eight to not eight to five every day or nine to five every day something like that where you you get done and it's like okay well i'm kind of tired now i need to need to relax because tomorrow i gotta go back to work and do it again (laughs) exactly i mean i i have had full-time jobs before i totally get it i've had jobs where i've worked 13 14 hour days and it is exhausting when you get home. You know, there's not much time, energy for anything else. But I know, I know there's ways around things. You know, I know that when a person really decides, look, I want to pursue this, I have to figure it out. You know, I have to figure out how to pay bills and pursue the dream. I, I, where there's a will, there's a way, and people usually find it. If you want it bad enough, you you will yeah. you will pursue it to uh, to find that those answers. I, I agree with you. I agree. Um, so has there been a, a recent favorite memory for you? 
Favorite memory. Let's see. I had a couple really good memories at, around Christmas time and around the holidays. Um, I, I've always wanted to surprise my niece and nephews. I have uh, a sister that's married in Ohio with four kids. And I have a niece and three nephews. And I've always wanted to surprise them for a holiday and come home and not tell them. Well, now the kids are older. My niece is in college now, but she was home for Thanksgiving. And then my youngest nephews are like 10 and 12. And I thought this would still be, this is the time to do it. If I'm not going to do it this year, I'm never going to do it. And the kids are getting too old anyway. So I said, let's do it this this uh, year. So I did for Thanksgiving. I completely surprised them. My, my parents knew and, and my sister knew. And it was so cool because I got home. This is a Cleveland, Ohio is where I'm from. So I flew from California to Ohio. And uh, my parents drove me, they picked me up at the airport and then drove me over to the house. And then my mom walked in first so she could get her camera ready and take a movie. So that's what she did. And then my dad walked in and my mom's like, look what dad found. Look what dad found at the airport or something. And then I walked in and the kids were just so excited. They, did, they couldn't believe it. It was really, really cool. So that's one of my favorite memories now because it's something I've always wanted to do. And to now say that I've done it. And to see the kids' reactions, it, it was priceless. Even, even the dog, Tornado, he was so excited to see me. He was, like, jumping on me. It was, it was really, really neat. So that, that's one of my favorite memories from the holidays. Oh, that's awesome, man. I'm glad yeah. that you uh, were able to, to not only do it, but to, to have the money to be able to do it, too, because obviously yes. that's not cheap. <clears throat> no. Uh, yeah, totally the, worth it. <laughs> it was totally worth it. It was really cool. Uh, so I did that, and I had one other really good holiday memory. I have to tell you this uh, quick little story. I was doing some dog sitting where I was actually staying over at the people's house for 10 days, and they lived in the hills of Hollywood. So it's a really nice area, and you go up these mountain, you know, the hills and all this kind of stuff. But I had to constantly be going back and forth because I had a lot of gigs, and then taking care of my cat, and then playing at the restaurant, and playing music, all this kind of stuff. I was starting to get worn out. Because, again, I was having like 13-hour days, like, oh, my gosh. But then there was a Saturday night, and I got hired to play at this party on the west side of town. It was a, a, just a cute little house. Uh, the people were really nice. The, the, the house was decorated so nicely for Christmas. It was just beautifully done. They had a really nice little grand piano that was – and they had the Christmas tree was like in the nook of the piano. It was really nice. So I got to the house. And I was like frazzled, you know, because I'd already been like a, a, a eight hour day. But something happened when I got in there. I said, you know what? It's Christmas time. This house is beautiful. These people are really nice. Let's just enjoy this. You know, listen. And I was playing Christmas music the whole time. So it was really, really fantastic. And it actually turned out to be a really good memory for me. Uh, so and it was really cool. And it changed my whole attitude for the whole rest of the week. Because like, you know, it's Christmas time. Let's have fun. This is exciting. Uh, so that was another. That was probably a really good memory for me as well. Uh, it sounds awesome. Too bad you don't live out here. I, I'd hire you to come play Christmas music at my dad's house. <laughs> nice. Oh, does your dad have a piano? Yeah, he he surprisingly does. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a really big one at that at that. Does he play oh, piano? That's... No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> but he he would like to learn at some point. But um, it plays itself. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. You can always do that, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's not the same as, you know, know. having Tom Amin in the house. <laughs> <Come on now. laughs> Thank you. I get it. Um, 
You know, I, I, I got to say, though, I, I really uh, enjoyed uh, back in September of, of 2015. I was I, I got to meet you in person. So I, I, I don't think I've gotten to mention that on the show. And I, I, it was it was a great time. We got to enjoy uh, a sandwich at um, that Earl Sandwich. Now, if we're going far, that far back, then absolutely, that was another great memory for me. It was so nice to meet you. We finally got to hung out. We ate lunch at Earl's Sandwich, walked around at Downtown Disney here in California. It was awesome. We had a really good time. Yeah, I, I got I to gotta tell you, man, I was actually, like, really upset after I left that trip, like, as a whole, like, that oh. four, I was there for, like, four or five days. Yeah. I was, I was like, really down in the dumps for about four or five days oh, after no. I got home because it was, like, it's like a withdrawal of, like, awesome, you know, yeah. getting to be in Disneyland and it being so vastly different from, from you know, what I'm used to at Disney World. And, true. And yeah, all the people true. that I've gotten to see while I was down there or uh, down there, out there. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's just, it was just an awesome time. Um, that I don't know that I've had that kind of withdrawal since in a long time, like, from, wow. like from a Disney World trip. Sure. Perspective. Sure. Oh, that's awesome. That means you need to come back. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, maybe once we get, uh, you know, Ava going and <laughs> all that, right. we'll, we uh I, I i could definitely see it in the cards coming back to to la and uh spending some time down down there yeah ava's gonna take top priority for a while though <laughs> yeah, know, yeah that's understandable <laughs> well you know coming into this world is a it's a cold hard place and it, it needs <laughs> lots of loving and, and hugs i'm sure hugs. you're gonna give her so much love you guys are gonna be awesome parents i'm sure of it Oh, well, thank you, Tom. I'm sure of it. And then you got to get her acclimated to Disney, and you're all set. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, we do. We're going to get there. That's that's for sure. Awesome. So, Tom, all right. So you got uh, you got you got Journey to the Stars out. You're looking at your next album. What uh, topic you're looking at to, mm-hmm. to do? What do your what do your dreams look like for the future? I know you already kind of talked a little bit about pursuing the the Disney thing. Would you say later today? Yeah, actually, this week I'm going to try to try to get a meeting set up. So that's, that's awesome. one of my yeah. I'm really fingers crossed for that. So I'm trying to do that. Uh, and long term goals for the next year would be again like to do another album, maybe two of them, maybe do a Christmas album this year. That would be kind of cool. Uh, and really start to bring the career up to the next level. I like, I would like to get. Um, uh, some bookings and some higher end events. Like I would love to do a D23 at some point. I would love to maybe even get to perform in a Disney park. I think would be awesome. Like even here at Disneyland, like they have different performers and stuff. I would love to do that. And I got to tell you, one of my dreams as well, which may not be a big, huge thing for a lot of people, but I want to play a Club 33 because they have a beautiful, they have a huge grand piano in there now. And I was fortunate enough that I've been there twice to eat dinner. I have been in there twice. But I would love to play the piano in there for a dinner service one night. And can you imagine, like, just playing all this Disney music and stuff? Like, I could interweave it between big band music and stuff. But I think people would get a kick out of it. But that's another big dream of mine. But but the general goal, uh, Joe, is just to kind of go up to the next level now. Try to get some higher-end events. Uh, Always try to improve my music. Um, always try to play better than I, you know, it's always that kind of stuff too, is try to challenge yourself to be a little bit better than I was the day before. Definitely. So that kind of stuff. And, um, who knows, maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could promise this, but maybe I might sing on one of the albums. Maybe I'll do like a song or something where I'd like sing one of the tracks. I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't know. That could be interesting. You might you might fall in love with it and want to do a whole album. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? I know, I know. <laughs> but those those are kind of my you know my my general long term goals for the next year. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I wonder how much a D twenty three or not a D twenty three a uh, club thirty three um, piano man makes on on like tips. I wonder. <laughs> I, interesting. <laughs> I know it'd be interesting. Work like three nights out of the year and have enough money to survive. Oh no, I don't think it's that much. No, I don't think. I think though, at a place like Club Club Thirty Three, I don't think you would have a tip jar there because it's you know the higher end places usually don't do that, which is fine. I mean, because you don't want to be asking people for money when they're if they're paying so much money for the food anyway. So just to have have a membership there is ridiculous. Oh my gosh, Joe. It's insane. Isn't it, isn't it like the waiting list? Like you can't even get in right now. Can you? No, there's a way uh, it's a couple, at least a couple years. I, I remember somebody had told me and and even then it's like, I don't know how many thousands of dollars just to be a member. Oh, it's like like a huge amount of money. Isn't it 10 a year? Yeah. It's like 10,000 or something. Something like oh I feel gosh. like I should Google this uh, because I'm sure somebody is probably like, "Oh, Joe, you were so wrong. You should know." <laughs> uh, let's see, Club Thirty Three. It's a lot of money. That I know. Ten thousand dollars per year diving okay. club. Wow. Uh, and it opened wow. in 1967. It costs ten thousand dollars a year and has a twenty-five thousand dollar initiation fee <gasps> per se. I knew. Get I knew it was out. more than that. I, I knew it was like in the 20 but i wasn't sure if that was a year or not but ten thousand a year and and the waiting list is probably wow. uh, let's see 2015 waiting list oh my god it's probably at least a couple of years i would think joe do you realize that that's thirty five thousand dollars like your first year i can't thirty five thousand dollars to be able to go and pay them to eat there <laughs> that is insanity because oh the food's gosh, not I'm... free food's not included. no i no. mean there's other a, perks, but even still, right. like we had a good deal though when we went. I went with a friend of mine who belongs in a band, and their band was playing at the Disney Park. I think on a Sunday, like their band was playing in in the parade or something. So they were allowed to ask people to come because we were with members. Because the 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 two people that created the band are members of Club Thirty Three, so they were allowed to ask some of the band to come. So that's how I got in. My, a friend of mine who's a trumpet player in the band, he invited me to go. And I got to tell you, guess what? It was only $100 for the day. We got to eat at the club and we got the pass to get into the park. So it was only $100 for the day and to eat at Club 33. Wow. It was like, I'm like, that's a really good deal. <laughs> so so for anybody that's curious at this point, it, there is actually cheaper memberships, right? There, there's a gold okay. membership. Uh, it, it is only available to existing members. And the uh, annual dues are thirty six hundred dollars. Okay, that, but that includes two premium annual passes, uh, fifty park hopper tickets per year for friends and family, the oh, ability wow. to reserve meals at Club Thirty Three, fa- free valet parking, six instant fast passes per year, and an oh, annual wow. renewal gift. Now the platinum okay. is the twenty five thousand initiation and ten thousand due, and you yeah. get. Four annual pat premium premier annual passes, which are good mm. at both Disneyland and Disney World. Uh, Fifty park hopper tickets, five VIP tours per year, ability wow. to reserve meals at Club Thirty Three, access to the to nineteen oh one lounge in DCA, 
access to Club 33 member services, which makes all your reservations, arrangements, hotel, restaurant, VIP Fantasmic, viewing, uh, VIP for World of Color, etc. Automatic upgrade at all three Disneyland Resort uh, hotels uh, and access to Concierge Concierge Lounge. Free valet parking at Grand Florida, uh, Calif- Grand, not Grand, Grand Floridian, <laughs> Great. but Grand uh, California. California, okay. Six instant fast passes per visit, and an annual renewal gift. Now here's the here's the big the big one. <laughs> it gets it gets more expensive. Oh gosh, for forty thousand dollars <laughs> initiation fee. Get out. The annual dues of ten thousand dollars. You will get. Uh, the ex- it's called the Executive Corporate Membership. You get two premier annual fast passes, one hundred park hoppers per year for employees or clients, Jeez. five VIP tours per year, ability to reserve meals at Club Thirty Three, nineteen oh one lounge access in DCA, the the all the um, reservation services, uh, automatic upgrades to the Concierge Lounge at the Disneyland Resorts, free valet parking. Uh, at Grand Californian and six instant fast passes plus an annual renewal gift. And there's also affiliate wow. membership uh, stuff as well. So actually, when you <laughs> when you break that down, the $3,600 one is not that bad. Right, right, right. I mean, if but that's only after you've been a member. So you, right. you, you still have to buy right. into 25000 and then you get ten and then $10,000 per year, I guess, right. for the first year. Or maybe that's after. I would imagine it's after, and then right. you get, uh, then you can you can go down. You can downgrade yourself to the thirty six hundred dollar package, <laughs> um, which doesn't include a Walt Disney World pass. Which, um, I mean, uh, I mean, I guess if you have that kind of money and you really love Disney, then you probably would want to keep the the ten thousand dollar. <clears throat> that's what I'm thinking. I mean, if you can afford, I mean, if you have that kind of money and if you're a big fan, I mean, you you could just go all the time. That's that's true. Um, yeah, this is so it's better. All right, so I was under the impression that you were paying like twenty five grand and ten thousand dollars a year just for the privilege to go into Club Thirty Three, which is a restaurant, right. and then pay for your meal on top of that. Right. Which to right. me seemed like a slap in the face. It's like I just gave you thirty five thousand dollars, and now you want me to pay for the meal too? Oh my gosh! Like, come on now. Uh, so now that we're way off course, <laughs> that's a dream. We can dream, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there, man. We'll get there. We'll get there. One step at a time. One one foot in front of the other. Oh, and the waiting right. list. Uh, in uh, let's see, until 2012, there was a long waiting list of 800 names waiting wow. to join Club 33. In fact, wow. Disney didn't add any new members for about 10 years. Wow. Okay. As of May 2012, it is accepting new applications, though you're not guaranteed you'll receive an invitation to join. If you're interested, there's an email. Wow, that email address is weird. DLRClub33membership at Disney.com is the email address you need to email. (laughs) There you go. Anyone who wants to take it on, go for it. I would think it would just be like 33 at Disney.com or something like that. Right, or something like that. Or Club 33 at Disney.com. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. uh, Tom, before we wrap up here, is there any <laughs> last thoughts you'd like to share? I'd like to share a little bit of what I spoke about before. I think um, taking each day and, and seeing what can I do differently than yesterday that will help 
me fulfill whatever dream I want to do, whether it's a you know, small dream, a big dream, long-term goal, a short-term goal. I think uh, each day needs to look a little bit different than the last one. Uh, so that's what I'm trying to do in this, in this new year. Uh, I, I say go for your dreams, find a way to make it happen. And another important fact that I, I know people have spoken on your show before, but surround yourself with some people that support you and that encourage you to go after that because that really makes a big difference as well to have a good support team uh, behind you. But life is short, you know, I, I'm 46 now and just the older I get, the more I realize it's short and just go for it. You know, what are we waiting for? Just, just try, try it, try it out today and see what happens. Well, Tom, I, I'm glad that you, uh, regardless of how old you are, you're still willing <laughs> to push the boundaries and, Thank uh, you. You know, and all that. So, and 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 I think I told you this when I met you uh, down out in California that I didn't think you were that old. Thank you very much. Like I at all? Like that. I just assumed you were in like your maybe mid thirties. Oh, that's nice. Well, I gotta <laughs> tell you, the only thing that makes me sick because getting old is like to me right now. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's like who care? You know, really. The only thing for me though is that my eyesight is going because I, I was I always had good eyesight, but now like I, I need my reading glasses to read you know what i mean things are really blurry and i thought oh it's it's happening and people always told me yeah mid 40s just wait because i was like oh i have good eyesight they're like oh wait till your mid 40s <laughs> oh. but so that's a little bit bummer but but it really is just an age there are people you know we live in a, a world today where you can do just about anything at any age so it's a good thing it's a good no, thing. i i agree plus you know age makes you distinguished at this point True. so absolutely um you know so so yeah no it's, it's it's a good thing it's a good thing you're not playing sports because you'd be on the outs oh, or would yeah, have been on the outs a long time ago actually that's true that's a good point it's true <laughs> but with you know playing music you're you're distinguished in your in you know in your age so it's it, it's good it's a good thing yeah i like that thanks joe you're, i like that you're very welcome uh is it, i would love uh share how people can with you, Tom. They can go to my website, which is Tom Amin Music, and that's A-M-E-E-N. So TomAminMusic.com. You can send me an email if you want. Uh, and they have all, and then on the website is all the links where you could buy the music, buy the Star Wars stuff. You could uh, catch up with me on Twitter and Facebook. I love Twitter. Uh, so if you ever want to shoot me off on Twitter, I try to respond as much as I can. Uh, yeah, so catch me on Twitter, Tom Amin, or Facebook, Tom Amin. And it's the best way to get a hold of me. Awesome. 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 Well, of course I will have those in the show notes and link to your previous episodes here on dreamers podcast. Nice. Tom, it's been awesome having you on the show again. And of course you're always welcomed anytime, anywhere. Just let me know. Thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate it. I had a wonderful time. Awesome. I did too. Thank you again. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the dreamers podcast. Follow us on Twitter at dreamers podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dreamers podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the dreamers podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.